Students, it's Friday. It's a big Friday. It's a big fat Friday, finding answers today, but it's also conference, general conference eve. Brother Wing joins me. I'm Brother Lawson. Happy general conference eve to you, Brother Wing. Thank you very much. I'm excited for this weekend. And I also, you know, I really like our little intro music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you like our intro music. Uh, It was hand selected from the youth theme from 2018. I'm not sure. I (laughs) I sort of think that when you when you start talking that I feel like our listeners could picture me snapping the fingers in the background kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh man well it's good to be with you on this fat friday conference eve and the eve of arkansas's big victory over georgia that will be happening on saturday i'll go ahead and we're going to talk about faith in true things versus false things i don't know i i want to believe that's true maybe that's just positive mental thinking help help thou your unbelief all right. Well, we've got we've actually got a couple of questions that have rolled in uh, this week from listeners to answers to gospel questions, and uh, we're going to tackle both of these. Remember, you're you're always welcome to to text or email, call whatever you want to do, uh, carrier pigeon to send questions to Brother Wing and I, and we will do our best to answer them and maybe even help you. Hopefully, help you uh, learn how to find those answers. For yourselves, even so, uh, we just want to help out any way we can. All right, but Wing, who's our first question from? We got a question here from Darby. Uh, she asks, "Who had if, it, Darby?" That means hello, and it means how are you in Dutch. Darby is a Dutch-speaking person. Oh, Did you hello, know Darby. Yeah. <laughs> if faith and fear can't coexist, does stress? fall under the category of fear in other words can stress and faith coexist oh that's a great question that question actually got me doing a little bit of study myself i um the thought came to me as i was thinking about fear the word fear um i wanted to to know what the savior meant when he he used to say it all the time in the scriptures fear not little flock or or why did why are you afraid? Uh, what, wherefore, why did you doubt? I wanted to look up um, what that what that word meant in the Greek. You know, the new the the New Testament, the best uh, the best copies of the New Testament that we have are written in Greek, and so I looked up the word fear in Greek so that I could uh, figure out what that uh, what the best English description of the word fear would be. And guess what? There's no English word that can properly convey the meaning of the word fear. However, in Latin, that word, when you translate from Greek to Latin, which is close, which they're close, uh, the word fear is translated as two, like the number two. Uh, the word is, in Latin is de, right? That's not, not de, but de, the, in French, that's, that means the number two, de, um, in what how do you say two in spanish brother wing dos dos so similar right so that yeah. latin word right uh the word closest um so the the word de means two that the, when you extend that word you get the you get the base for the word doubt right so fear and doubt 
mean in in Latin, they mean the same thing. They mean two, or in other words, uh, you feel two ways about uh, about something when you're in doubt. So when you're in doubt, you you're thinking, well, this means this, and this means that. I don't know which which way. That's also what causes fear, right? When you're walking in the the haunted corn maze, uh, there's this idea of there's a few things that could happen in here. Uh, there's something unknown. And so you start thinking in different ways. When we have faith, however, faith, we're locked in, right? True faith, faith unto salvation, we're locked in on something. We know that the direction that we're in is correct. Faith is not some like uh, ethereal guess or wish. Faith means that you're, you're totally locked in. Now, let me give you an example. So Imagine for a second that you are asked to speak in church, all right? That is going to create stress that could create stress in your life, right? But not necessarily the kind of stress or doubt that is fighting against your faith. You're not going to, the bishop's not going to say, hey, will you, will you give a talk in church? And you're going to all of a sudden have this faith crisis where you're like, oh, is God real? I don't know. I don't know what's up or down in the bishop. No, you're just going to be a little bit nervous because uh, there's all types of reasons why you're going to be nervous but it doesn't mean that you don't believe in god because you're feeling a little bit of stress and nervousness about this so you, it's not affecting necessarily your faith in god and the salvation likewise like if you're overwhelmed you got a ton of stuff going on with school and work and things like that and you're feeling stress about that that doesn't mean that you don't believe in god or that you're not that somehow you're less of a disciple of Jesus Christ. No, you're just experiencing part of part of mortality. However, there are times that you can uh, feel spiritual stress or or fear, where you're thinking two different ways. Like our good buddy Zeezrom, remember Zeezrom, who uh, in the Book of Mormon, who uh, was given Alma and Amulek a hard time, he started to experience some spiritual stress and some fear. He started thinking two ways. He listened to Alma and Amulek, and he was kind of believing them, which was creating this, this friction in his life where he had to decide between two things. Should I continue my life of unbelief, or should I, uh, do I go down this road of faith? And so it was causing some stress uh, in his life, and he had some had decisions to make as a result of it. So yes, stress and faith can exist in the same person at the same at the same time, uh, depending on the kind of of stress we're talking about. All right, what do you think about that, brother? Anything you'd add to that? Yeah. So I, the so pretty much most of the times, if not, I mean, like many, if not most of the times that we feel stress, these are opportunities to demonstrate some faith uh, as we work through that. And it's just kind of like any other trial of life, you know, physical pain isn't a, necessarily a cause of sin, but we just kind of demonstrate some faith as we work through that challenge um, and maintain hope in life. You know, you're the two thing do um, <laughs> that was, that is an interesting idea. You know, remember in um, first Kings, uh, where Elijah's got his battle, his challenge with the false gods. And, um, he tells the people, he says, how long halt ye between two opinions? Mm -hmm. They were in a state of fear um, and trying to serve two masters, you know, there, uh, those are just, that's just an interesting uh, idea that the, the paralysis that fear causes, 
um, and that that faith would solve. Yeah. So we've been talking this week, uh, brother William, about some some tools we use to help overcome that sometimes that paralysis of of stress and anxiety. Are there any other thoughts you have on that that you could share with us, or tools that that we could uh, we could use? Yeah, and I and I want to be careful. I recognize that there are some like medical conditions, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to depression or anxiety. And that's where we talked about before about therapy and um, getting qualified help. And that's necessary uh, on occasion uh, for uh, to, so that people can kind of uh, function in a way that's, that's healthy and balanced. And in no way does that make us unfaithful. In fact, that's probably an, an exercise of faith. Uh, yeah. on our part to, to seek out medical help because we're, we're acting rather than being acted upon by whatever uh, is affliction that our, our physical body is experiencing. Yeah, we're doing what we can. We're taking advantage of the resources that we have. We're, rec- we're honoring our life, you know, and that there's something that can happen here and there's, and uh, with any other kind of physical trial or things that would be no, no different. Um, that said, there are some like, you know, as we all work through our own big or small, uh, uh, experiences with depression or anxiety, I just wanted to add on a few other points, you know, that of things that could help. Um, and one is humor. Uh, I'm pretty confident that Satan does not have a sense of humor and, um, and, and, uh, I just think that there's sometimes that humor can really break us out. And I'm not talking about the world's idea of humor either. That, that can actually take us down the wrong road. Like no, no uh, mean spirited or uh, immoral type of humor. I'm talking about an actual uh, lighthearted and good sense of humor that can really help us. Funny cat, like funny cat videos on YouTube. Maybe, maybe so, maybe so. Something like that. The dad jokes that I always really appreciate. Dad jokes, Um, Mm. you know, or just talking to somebody that just kind of has a perspective there that can, that can help us. You know, there's a great story from Elder uh, F. Enzio Boucher. I don't know. Boucher. Boucher. And he has a story of when there was, you know, he was helping someone and they seem afflicted by, by an evil spirit. And, and he just starts laughing. (laughs) It sounds pretty rude, but he, it wasn't, it was, he, he recognized what was going on there and it, it kind of broke it. It broke the darkness to insert humor into the situation. And it's a pretty fascinating story. Um, There's also like just having a healthy hobby, you know, uh, that we can work on that. That's another thing that can really kind of help us kind of re reorient ourselves and get back to perspective. Music can do it. Certainly service can do it. Like, and when I say music, I mean, good music again. Um, and, uh, there are times that, you know, we just, we just need that perspective. I mean, I've had, I've had experiences in my life that I've, I'm not embarrassed to say now, I guess, but, um, where I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to die. Like, it seems so serious, you know? And I, and I'm like, and I call out for help. Oh no, I'm going to die. And then I, something small happens. Like one of the things I just described, I'm like, Oh wait, never mind, I'm okay. <laughs> and I realized, man, this anxiety was just lying to me. It was making me think like something was super serious and it's just not, you know? And so it just was a, it was lying. And, you know, I've heard about that. Uh, you know, have you heard that acronym for fear? false evidence appearing real. 
Oh, wow. That's you know, pretty good. I've never, I don't, I didn't come up with that. I've just heard that somewhere, but um, I think that's a pretty interesting thing. So president Packer always talks about the brethren. He says they, you know, uh, there, there's no fear in them. And that he also says that you don't take counsel from your fears. Right. And I think one of the reasons why you don't take counsel from your fears is that it's exaggerated. Um, and there's some deception in there. It is some false evidence appearing real. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, we got one more question. This is a good one. This one comes from Bryce, my good buddy, Bryce. He texts me this one, uh, dealing with some of his classmates in his grad program. They had a bunch of different discussions. And one of the questions or one of the, here's the scenario. Here's what, here's how he explained it. He says one of, um, one person said, I just don't see the difference between praying and taking time to think about things, or I don't see the difference between having faith in Jesus Christ and just having a positive attitude about life. All right. So uh, what do you think about that? What's the, what's the difference between having faith in Jesus Christ and just having a positive attitude about life? Okay. So first of all, there, there are so many great things about this question oh yeah that's a fantastic question on so many levels like the fact that he's talking to religion you know talking about religion with his right let uh, go Bryce. yeah and that he's he's working to articulate answers like we all have to do that we all have to think about this you know we're getting a temple here in northwest arkansas and the question is going to come up from neighbors a lot like why do you build temples and we need to have like a simple you know, effective answer that's not weird. And then it doesn't make them think that we're hiding, you know, like, well, well you know, it's sacred. And, you know, I mean, we just want to, it's, it's so beautiful and wonderful. We want to be able to convey quickly because they don't, they probably don't want to talk, you know, right. <laughs> you know, uh, um, anyway, we, the fact that he's working to articulate answers mm-hmm. just so wonderful. Um, he's also not judgmental of these, uh, these guys that are asking this kind of question. Right. But I love how in his uh, question, he says, um, when I put myself in their shoes and see things from their perspective, I can totally see why they think the way they do Mm -hmm. because it hadn't, because if I hadn't had the experiences I have had, I would probably see, see things the same way they do. Now that is so awesome because there's the, it's almost like his question answered him himself i don't know if he thinks that or not but the experiences is the point right. like there it is and so now we come back to the topic of faith again um why did you have how did you get those experiences where did that come from you know what did you do to invite those experiences i'm not saying that you're better than the people that you're talking to they've had you know their background and they haven't been introduced to some of these things and like section 123 of the doctrine and covenant says you know people are they're searching, you know, they just don't, don't know where to find it. And so the fact that he's having, they're having a conversation with you is, is just fantastic. And that opens them to a possibility of being told where to go. So that was the question, like, where do you go with this? Where do you take it from there? And, um, and so go to the scriptures. So if someone's got a faith issue, uh, you know, is God real? Am I just, clarifying my thoughts here by praying or am i actually talking to somebody well the way that you're going to develop your faith to talk that you're actually really communicating with a loving heavenly father is 
to exercise that faith. And that faith is going to then going to produce experiences with this real person. You're going to see that this is, this is real. This is real. And, um, you know, Alma chapter 32, verse 21 says, if you have faith, you hope for things which are not seen. Great definition of faith, but it adds on this little phrase. It says, which are true. Right. So I know, I know there's a definition of faith that is just belief. I can have faith that, that I can plant a marker in the ground and it's going to produce a tree of markers. And there's just no truth to that. So I could, in, a, in one definition, I can have faith in it, or I can put my belief in that, but it's not true. But the kind of faith that's talked about in the scriptures, the, def, the scripturally defined faith, it's only in things that are true. In fact, it's centered in Jesus Christ and he is the truth. And so this is real. Like we're talking to a real person. The atonement is real. Uh, Christ really died for us. There really is a resurrection. Like these are real things. And if we have trouble believing those things, well, the evidence and the power and the strength and the, the witness is going to come as we go to his word. And so, you know, how like some, you know, that that's where it really comes down to is this true or not? You know, we don't want to be, it, it sounds like to a, a absolute, you know, to the world to mm -hmm. say, I know the church is true, or I know the scriptures yeah. are true, or I know God is real. Um, and some people that, Hey, that's your truth. I got my truth, this kind of thing. Well, at some point it really does come down to like, what actually is true. And can we find that out? You know, and that's where scripture comes in. God has provided his word. He has spoken. And as we take that scripture, this is the fundamental reason why we have scripture is to strengthen our faith in heavenly father and Jesus Christ. And as we plant scripture, in our heart, we can really get the evidence uh, that it's real. So to answer his question, uh, where do you go? It's you try to introduce them to scripture in whatever readiness level they're at. So what you're saying is that Bryce has had experience uh, in the word of God, and then he's had an experience applying that uh, as he's tried to live according to what he's learned. And that has produced this faith that, that others haven't had an experience with because they have not had the chance to spend the time in the word of God that he had spent the time in. And, and if they did spend that time in the word of God, they would have similar feelings about faith in Jesus Christ beyond just the power of positive thinking. Faith would become a much more deeper uh, meaning for them. Is that right? Uh, I got there's you right? power there. You know, Elder Pearson in general conference a few years ago described it like spiritual photosynthesis. You know, you expose yourself to light, God's light, and then you let it in and it's going to, it's going to create this, this uh, reaction within you. And the byproduct is faith. It's awesome. Um, and we're going to have that faith and belief that God's real. So God's Excellent. light, his scripture, we got to let it in. Thanks, Bryce. And thanks, Darby, for those questions. That was awesome. Students, we, we hope you have a great weekend. Just enjoy letting the word of God just wash over your brains. You're going to have answers uh, to questions, and you'll have questions uh, as a result of, of what happens this weekend at General Conference. We're excited to explore all of those questions with you, uh, and we hope that you um, just have a have a great, great weekend. We love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous.